Well, hello and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. It is New Year's Eve 2020 right now, and I guess the show is now dated, <laughs> but I want, there's a lot of stuff that I wanted to bring up today, and I just want to encourage you guys, I want to thank you guys uh, for just a good but wild and crazy year as we've all gotten through this together at the end of the year, and thank you just so much for your support of Health Masters. Thank you for getting this information out. Thank you for spreading the truth. I mean, we we can't do this without you. I mean, you are our health master's family, our support, our customers. And the more we can get this truth out and the more we can continue to fight for what's going on, the more we can make a difference. That being said, I wanted to give everybody a heads up as well. Dad and I have discussed it in detail about the protocol and our uh, you know, schedule for next week. We basically just found out that we pretty much are not going to be able to have a pilot be able to fly us up there. Um, I can't fly commercial because I'm going to get ejected and banned from the flights. I already know my attitude and my demeanor, and I'm not going to wear a mask. So commercial flights out. Uh, private was our option, and basically we don't have that option now. It just it's not available. And so the next option we had was essentially driving up there. And so Dad and I have discussed in detail, and we basically decided we're not going to go up there now, unfortunately. Um, it's almost a 2,000-mile round trip. We've gone back and forth on the firearm legalities of all the weapons that I always carry, getting into D.C. and driving, the other aspect of being away from the office for an entire week. My priority is to our customers, is to our listeners, and to the health masters and making sure this operation down here goes extremely well on a day-to-day basis. And as far as I'm concerned, being gone for an entire week Ted and I both being gone in the same location and driving for that long and going up there is not going to be something that's conducive and is not going to be the best for the company and for our customers. So unfortunately, we're not going to be going up there. I know a lot of you guys are planning on going. Um, I fully support that. If it was closer and it wasn't going to entail, you know, three, four days of driving round trip, I would be much more apt to do it. The problem is now we have a lot of other priorities that we're trying to do, including for our family and to our company down here. So I want to give everybody a heads up on that. Anything you want to add on that, Dad? Well, yes. I I want people to know what's happened is the weather has completely dumped out. We're going to fly up in a light plane. And Sunday, the last time I checked, the weather's going to be 70% rain, snow, sleet, whatever they're going to have up there. Who knows because the weather changes so much. And the problem is when you fly on a light plane up there, if the wings get ice on them, what ends up happening is they lose their lifting ability. The, cur- the curvature of the wing creates a vacuum above the plane, and that pulls the plane up into the air more than the plane as far as the air underneath the wing. So what we have to do is we have to look at the safety factor associated with flying in a small plane up to D.C. And you know we could fly up there in four or five hours in a small plane versus a two-day trip. So we were going to do the small plane. The problem is the pilots pretty much pulled the plug and said, not safe. So at this point, we'd have to decide if we want to drive. And like Austin said, it's going to take multiple days to get up there, multiple days to get back, and it's going to affect our ability to do the show. And our our my, my responsibility is to you guys. I pray for you every single day. I've had multiple, multiple people now who have contacted me and have told me, probably not a good idea to do this. And here's why. Let me share something with you real quick. I've got multiple friends that are going up there. 
Okay, and they're be going to going they're going to go to these rallies. Here's the problem with the rallies rallies. And I'm just gonna be real blunt. Okay. They're not telling you the entire truth. Nobody's talking about the Kabbalists. Nobody's talking about the Luciferians. Nobody's talking about other dimensional entities that are running the planet. And to the vast majority of the people that are going to be there is about partisan politics. It's all about the Republicans need to do this, the Democrats need to do this, and we need to be standing behind the Republicans. Well, I've got a problem with that, all right, because the Republicans don't stand behind us. They, we saw what they did in passing the National Defense Authorization Act bill again with Trump overriding him. Uh, we saw that they pushed this bill with all of this pork in it, with all of this aid to all of these countries, including another $500 million to Israel in a COVID bill, which is insanity. And I think we've all gotten to the point where we realize that the government itself is so systemically corrupt that until we have a purging of the government and we start reelecting people at a local level and get the Masonic lodges out of these election cycles, that we're not going to get past this in the United States and we'll continue to go on a downhill track. And that the only hope that we have is going to be in Christ Jesus. And that's the emphasis of this show. I told you when God spoke to me now seven, eight years ago in that dream, I told you this story. You know, it changed everything in my life because I was a committed Christian before that, but I got really committed after that. And we have to understand that without Jesus, there is no hope. We have hope in glory. We have hope in Christ. And that's the most important thing that we try to do on this show is we talk to you guys about Christ and we talk to you about hope. And why is that? Well, the thing about it is, is that, you know, if we don't have hope, we have no future. First Peter 1.13 says, Therefore, with minds that are alert and fully sober, set your hope on the grace to be brought to you when Christ Jesus revealed that is coming. And the God of all grace who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, goes on to say, will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. First Peter 5 and 10. First Thessalonians 1.3. We remember... There before our God and Father, your work produced by your faith, excuse me, by, by faith, your labor prompted by love, and your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. Colossians 1.27, to them God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches of his mystery, which is in Christ in you, the hope of glory. I pray that, Ephesians 1.18, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people. And, you know, and I can just keep you reading on. I've posted all of these articles and all of these verses on hope on the website. And I want you guys to realize that, guys, because we have a God who's omnipresent. He knew this was going to happen. Nothing took him by surprise. He inserted himself, Jesus Christ, into the timeline 2,000 years ago to give us hope, to give us a future. Now, what's happened is, and I'm going to be very direct with you guys, as I always have on the show, we've allowed these ancient Canaanite religions, through the Kabbalah, through all of these weird witchcraft witch rituals and these Sabbatean Frankists that happened in 1666, to come in now and usurp the United States. And we allowed Hollywood, which is run by these Sabbatean, Frankist, Kabbalist, Luciferians, to come in and create the culture in our United States. Right now in the United States, we have churches that play secular music on Sunday morning. And almost all of the secular music is taken into a satanic chapel before it's released. And basically they ask Lucifer to bless it. And they ask 
the demons to be in about it. And we have these churches now that are actually playing this secular music in the church in the morning before worship and praise. That does not bring in the spirit of the Holy Spirit. That does not that brings in demonic spirits into the church. Last year, Sharon and I were in a church up in North Carolina, and they started playing Bohemian Rhapsody before the service. I'm not joking, with this gay guy singing. She and I both got up. We both walked out. I said, that's it. And I walked over to the desk, and I said, oh, are you really going to do this? You got this gay guy singing this song in a church before service. That is not bringing in the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And this is what we've done in the United States. This is what we've done in the churches. We've taken what God gave us as a holy thing, the covenant that sanctified us through Christ, and we've insulted it. And we've insulted the spirit of grace. And we've allowed these pastors in the pulpit to do whatever they want to do, to have all of these affairs with their women in the church, to turn into homosexuals, to basically only care about the name it, claim it, blab it, grab it agenda. And we've sat back and we've watched it. And we watched the Johnson Amendment destroy the churches because we can no longer talk about what's going on politically. We've allowed the 5013C corporations to turn into these giant for-profit, non-profit, supposedly, corporations, which allow all of these pastors who are on these TV shows, which is Zionist TV. It is a Zionist TV. If you start producing or start promoting a show that is not Zionist in nature and you talk about the truth about Israel, you will not be asked to be back on the air. You will not be allowed to buy airtime. We are promoting Zionist TV, the rebuilding of the third temple, the forcing of the rapture, the forcing of the Antichrist to come on this planet, the killing of billions of people from the Antichrist, and we're claiming it all under the guise of Christianity. We have gotten so twisted because we have walked away from our first love. Our love of Jesus has to be the most important thing in our lives. We need to be talking about Jesus to our friends. We need to be talking to Jesus about the people to the people that we meet. We need to be talking about the hope of glory that is Christ Jesus. And we need to be calling out the pastors in the pulpit when they won't preach the truth. And we certainly don't need to be giving our tithe money to them or our offering money to the churches that are doing this unless we specifically designate that offering to a specific cause for that church that we believe in. In other words, if you know that you've got a ministry in Thailand and you want to give through your church, make sure you can do that and donate it that way or give directly to the ministry in Thailand or whatever you want to do. But we have got to stop letting these guys off the hook with their decadent lifestyles. Going, I've got a friend of mine. He's a pastor. Every year he goes to Mar-a-Lago for the New Year's Eve celebration with all the drunks. And all the heathens. And I told him, I said, Come ye out from among them, be ye separate, touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you, is what the word says. Why are you going to these secular places and not talking about Jesus the whole time? Why are you going there at all if you can't talk about Jesus at all time? Why are you going there at all if you're not going to pray for dinner that night before you eat and pray in the name of Jesus? Why are you doing this? Well, because so many people out there who basically are Christians now and pastors, they've allowed themselves to be caught up in the things of this world. And that includes all of us, too. We get wrapped up in things, and we have friends that we know need Jesus, but we don't talk to them about Christ. We know we have friends who basically are sad and they're hurting. 
Look at what's going on right now in the world. Everybody's doing everything they possibly can to elevate serotonin levels, which is a feel-good chemical in the brain. I mean, pornography usage has gone through the roof. Alcoholism has gone through the roof. Drug usage has gone through the roof. And now they bring us a COVID vaccine. And they allow us to pierce our bodies with this, which is almost like a ritual, like a satanic ritual of piercing, in which you're giving them permission to inject foreign, human, weirdo, whatever they're putting in DNA into you and RNA to change who you are, to no longer allow you to be a Christian, to no longer allow you to be saved, to no longer allow you to avoid the mark of the beast, to completely change you. You don't know what they're putting in you, and people are lining up. It's like Austin says. We've got all of these sheep now walking around with masks on, and they won't take their masks off. And then we have another whole group of sheep that no matter what Donald Trump does, no matter how hedonistic he is, no matter what bill he says he's not going to ever sign and signs a few days later, no matter what he does with the appointments of the CFR, no matter if he tells you that the Tree of Life Kabbalah Award is super important to him and it represents what he believes and his own words... They follow Trump regardless of what he says because what he says doesn't mean anything. It's his actions that mean anything. Wants to be the most prey, most gay pro-president in the history of the White House, in the history of the United States. Completely against the word of God. Completely against what Jesus told us to do. Completely told us what the great I am told us to do. But he wants to promote that. A man who takes it for sport to have sex and seduce weak-willed women just to try to have as many women as he can notched up on his bedpost because he's a complete and total heathen. And yet we're supposed to support him as Christians. And the Christians come back and they say, we didn't elect a minister. We didn't elect a saint. We elected a leader. And that's why we need to follow Trump. Guys, if that's the excuse that you want to use... To follow a satanic, heathen, Kabbalist-loving person down the slippery slopes of hell, it won't be my excuse. I have warned you about Trump for the past three and a half years of what he's done and what he said. And here we are. Now we find ourselves. If we try to find a political solution to a spiritual rot in the United States our country will end up on the ash heaps of history. That's where it's going if we don't stop this. And it doesn't make any difference. Are we rallying in D.C. because we want to support Donald Trump, because we want to support partisan politics, or are we rallying in D.C. because we've had enough of this? But then where are we going to go with this? Are we going to go to civil war? Is that going to be our only option left? Do the patriots still have enough stamina and enough willpower to do that? And will the Civil War create a new constitution in the United States that is based on secularism? I don't know. I'm asking you guys this question. So all I can say is this. Our hope is in Jesus. He is the author. He is the finisher. He is the perfecter of our faith. We only have hope in him. We will not have hope in a Kabbalist government controlled by Israel with 60 or so senators and congress leaders who are able to swing the vote any way they want, if it didn't prove to you that Israel gets another $500 million in a COVID bill, I don't know what else to say to you. I don't. 
Or they have a spy, Pollard, who's released after 30 years in prison here, who has a hero welcome by Benjamin Netanyahu himself after spying and giving military secrets to Israel. Guys, I got a newsflash for you right now. Let me be blunt about this. Jews are not saved. They don't see Jesus Christ. Now, they can be saved as a Jew if they accept Christ for who he says he is and who he says he was and who he is right now at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. They can be saved. There is no special dispensation for Jews to get to heaven, regardless of what John Hagee has said to you. They don't go to heaven. You don't go to heaven except that you go by the cross in Christ. That's the only way you're going to get to heaven. Because every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Or you're not going to go through the pearly gates. Just a newsflash for everybody out there. And for this Zionist TV, one of the major, major networks had their daughter marry a Jewish fellow who's not Christian. And they promoted it. And they actually played the entire service on their network, on national TV, on hundreds of stations all over the world. And thousands of cable stations. And they did it as if it was a badge of honor that she was marrying a man who was going to hell without being able to accept Christ. I have no idea what they're thinking, except for this ain't right. This is wrong. We can't have a Kabbalah-controlled government that allows people to be destroyed in their homes, their businesses destroyed, and because they won't wear a mask or they won't properly social distance when we know there is no asymptomatic transmission of this disease that they gave us through a military lab with a gain of function adding HIV and SARS to it. The government did this to us, guys. Newsflash. It was not China. We did it. We developed it, and then we sent it over there for gain of function with China. This is what we have here. So, you and me, this is why I pray for you every day. We have to have hope in Christ. If our life does not reflect Jesus Christ, if our words, if our action, if our deeds, if our speech does not reflect Christ, then who are we serving? The secular God of humanism? The secular God of having more stuff with more maintenance, with more expenses and more insurance until you have buckets and truckloads and rooms and storage facilities full of stuff that you don't know what to do with? Is that what they've done to us? Created us into buying units in which we have to buy more stuff, more stuff, more stuff, more stuff, and then we have all of this debt to promote their agendas? Is that where we are? Or does our life have to be one based on Jesus, the author, the finisher, the perfecter of our faith, the Lamb of God, the Prince of Peace, the Counselor, the Good Shepherd, the Savior, the Redeemer, the Deliverer, the Messiah, the Way? So many people claim to be Christians, but they vote Democrat. So many people claim to be Christians, but they're pro-choice and pro-abortion. So many people claim to be Christians, and they're pro-homosexuality. My friends, where have we fallen from? Why have we allowed this to happen? What happened to standing on the Word of God? What happened to standing on the books of the Old Testament, on the Torah and the New Testament? What happened to that? I don't know. I can tell you what it 
hasn't been stopped by the pastors in the pulpit. Now, there are some. I've got a great friend of mine, Rumsfeld, who's a phenomenal pastor up in North Carolina. And he preaches and teaches the truth. But I've got so many other pastors that I know that are compromised. They won't even see the truth. And why is that? Because they've taken their eyes off the cross. They've taken their eyes off that empty tomb. They've taken their eyes off of Jesus Christ. And they've put it on the world in the secular reasoning. And they think that's going to be their answer. And it won't be, guys. It can't be. We have a God-shaped vacuum on the inside of us that only God can fill through the Holy Spirit and through Jesus. That's it. And without that, we never have any hope. We always have just a, just, a, just a fake reality of what life is. And it's not what it's supposed to be. The fulfillment that we have through the affiliate of the Holy Spirit brings true peace and happiness. The righteousness, peace, and joy through the affiliate of the Holy Spirit. And that's what we all have to pray for right now, guys. We have to pray that the country sees that and turns from the Kabbalist Hollywood, all of this filthy porn the Kabbalists brought us on the Internet, all of this drug usage they brought us from the Afghan poppies and the Afghan heroin that they brought us into this country to addict us all, and all of these drugs they've given us through pharmacia, which the Bible warns us about. We've got to walk away from all of this stuff and go back to the Word of God and do our Bible studies and pray every single day unceasingly. That'll change this country. But going out and following a secular politician who makes a sport of having sex with other men's wives, my friends, that won't cut it. Following Joe Biden, who is so unbelievably senile he can't even remember his own name, that's not going to cut it. Our focus has to be on Jesus, for he is the answer and he is the way. Austin, what do you think? Amen, man. That was really well said. And, I mean, this is what we've continued to talk about on the show as much as we can, and Dad's exactly right. And the, I think the, the trap that we fall a lot into, and we, we all have done this. I'm not, not pointing any fingers. We see individuals in politics, and we think, you know, this is a government by the people for the people, or at least it used to be. Let's put it that way. And so we hand over our consent to our governed individuals who tell us, Hey, this is what we're going to do. This is what we're planning on doing. This is how we're going to support you. This is how we're going to strengthen our constitutional republic. And 99% of them are all liars. Liars, liars, liars over and over and over again. And so we've reached a point now to where we have to ask ourselves, are we going to continue buying into the lie that this group is going to basically somehow do something that somehow if we sit back and we say, hey, you know what, if we continue to consent, if we continue to keep our business locked down, if we continue to wear a mask, at some point in time, maybe they'll have mercy on us and maybe they'll let us do something again. No, no, that's, that's not how it works. So I told you guys the other day, bullies don't stop because you consent to them and you basically allow them to continue bullying you. They stop bullying you when you either ignore them and stop listening to them and start doing what they say, or you fight back, one of which, depending on the situation. And that's where we're at now. This whole following the political agenda is – I'll be honest with you. I've, I've, I've had enough of it. It's, it's done. It's, it's a charade. It's designed to do exactly what Dad just said, is divide the populace. We're going to be on the left side. We're going to be on the right side. Listen, there's a whole group of full red 
communists that have infiltrated this country over decades and decades and decades of conditioning. Look at what they've done to the school system. This is why I've encouraged people. If you have the ability to do so, private school or homeschool or basically collective homeschool where you have groups that come together and you have schools that basically work together and do something different. The social engineering and the psychological operations that are being done on the current school systems, especially for the last 10 to 20 years, has been nothing short of full-blown child abuse. Sitting there and teaching five- and six-year-olds that it's okay if you want to be a girl today or you want to be a boy today or if you want to be a walrus today. It doesn't really matter. You just kind of pick whatever fantasy you're in and you do it. The issue is, as Dad's clearly stated before, when you take a kid under seven or eight years old, they live in a fantasy world in their head. There's no, there is no reality. That's why there's not much reasoning skills in a five or six year old. I mean, you could talk to them about stuff and you can, you know, discuss things, but there's no real true concrete rationale thought at all. So when you start putting these unbelievably sadistic, polluted ideas in their mind, it changes them forever. Forever. There is no undoing it. Once you condition them for years and years and years and years at that age and then continue to take it for the rest of their teenage years, and then all of a sudden you go, I don't know why my 18-year-old son's on estrogen injections and he wants to basically have his appendages cut off. I don't know why that's happened. I can't imagine why you'd want to do that. Well, when you've allowed the school system to indoctrinate them for the last 12 years... <laughs> it doesn't seem real difficult to figure out how anymore. The next question you should ask is, why did you allow it to happen? Or better yet, what are you going to do to prevent it from happening in the future? That's a better question. How far are you willing to make adjustments to make this happen? That's what we've we started. I mean, I've talked to Lana. We've already started working on homeschool platforms, and I'm trying to get multiple families involved in it now. Because I'm, I'm not going to subject my children to public school systems now. It's, it, it is literally child abuse, what they're doing. And then you have this context of what we see now in the universities with the, the political correctness, which is one of the main reasons why we're in the situation we are this year as far as with COVID, because they've conditioned that generation that it doesn't matter logic, it doesn't matter reasoning, it doesn't even matter if you have a legitimate rebuttal. If you're told it's offensive, or you're told you have to do it, or you're told it's what everybody's supposed to do, these kids just shut up and do it. They don't even ask questions. It's, oh, okay, that's what we have to do. You can't say this. Okay, yes, ma'am. And now we have these groups, like I said, walk around with masks on, terrified to take their mask off. And I don't know, oh, I can't wear a mask. Oh, i got to wear a mask. Take, take it off. But I just talk, saw somebody yesterday. He's wearing a mask. He was, he was riding in the car with us. He's basically a driver. And he goes, um, hey, we said, dude, you can take the mask off. We're all in the car. None of us have masks on. He goes, well, I'm wearing the mask for me. And we go, Dude, the masks don't work. And Ted goes, <laughs> he goes we, we all got COVID, so you already got it now. Get over it. Take the mask off. And dude started laughing, took the mask off. Obviously, we were joking. We don't have COVID. Because there is no asymptomatic spreading of COVID. That's already been proven now in a 10 million person study. So if you know that there's no asymptomatic spread and you know you're not sick, and you know that you're basically not coughing and hacking and showing any symptoms at all, and you know you're extremely healthy and you take all your vitamins – why in the world would you wear a mask at all for any reason? My son asks me all the time because I asked he to ask me. You know, my son doesn't get this. He's four years old. He goes, Daddy, why do all these people wear a mask? And I said, Well, they think they're sick, son. And he goes, Really? Why? I said, Well, when you're sick, you're supposed to wear a mask. So if you're really sick and coughing, the one thing masks do, if you have a full true N95 mask on, if you cough in one of those masks, it massively stops the projectile of saliva 
into the open. Now, granted, if you're one of those individuals, I guess, that can't cover your mouth and you just cough openly into the air and you're sick, you need to be wearing an N95. Or better yet, you just need to stay at home while you're sick. I said, but I'm not sick. I said, are you sick? He goes, no, Daddy, I'm not sick. I said, so you don't wear a mask? He goes, no, I don't wear a mask. I said, no, you don't wear a mask. You're healthy. He goes, I'm healthy. He goes, but all these people are sick. I said, they think they're sick, I guess. I don't know. I said, I haven't talked to all of them. I said, but I'm, by looking at them, I'm assuming they're sick. And he goes, oh, that makes sense. I said, yeah. <laughs> four-year-old gets it. A four-year-old gets it. If you're not sick, why in the world are you wearing a mask? And if you are sick, why in the world are you walking around outside going to stores, contaminating areas? That's the million-dollar question that nobody has seemed to be able to ask. I mean, now we have another salon, a hair salon in California, just got raided yesterday by six officers at gunpoint, gunpoint, because they were open. They said, we're not closing down. We have to make a living. We already closed down one time. We can't keep doing this. You can't keep coming in and telling us we have to shut down without any legitimate reason. And what's interesting about it is they ended up citing them. They ended up basically giving them a, a failure to comply with a government mandate, I think is what they called it on there. What's ironic, the girl in the video goes, why does my hair salon have to close? She goes, but Target can stay open and Walmart can stay open. Where's the connection and what's the specific infection rate you're attributing to my salon? So what the lady said. And quite frankly, that's a really, really valid point. At what percentage is my salon contributing to COVID? What numbers have you gotten that show that my salon is spreading COVID? And obviously the answer is zero. And I've told you guys this before. You can do it. I've told people to do this. I don't, I don't encourage Google. I don't use Google at all. But if you want to get a real idea on how manipulated this thing is, all you got to do is type in any three to four random number and put new cases on Google. Literally. I'm, I'm talking you can go from number 01 to 999. I tried it one time for like 20 minutes. I tried every – dude, literally pages, pages, 723 new cases. Okay, I'm going to type in 654. 654 new cases. Literally, every single number you put together and put new cases after it, there's dozens and dozens and pages of articles. New cases, new cases, new cases. Really? You kidding me? And you want to tell me that this is not completely and totally controlled media propaganda designed to instill fear in the populace and get them to submit? That's exactly what it is. So again, how far along do we allow this to go? There's a video now that's been circulating. I don't know if you guys have seen this, and it was online yesterday, and they, they've been trying to take it down, and it's in Britain, and there's a woman that goes into a UK hospital. She was arrested shortly after. She goes into a UK hospital, though, uh, to videotape the hospitals like almost completely empty, and what's crazy about it, though, is she goes on to say, she goes, people are waiting to get treatment for cancer, treatment for heart disease, treatment for diabetes, and they're they're literally not taking anybody in. She said basically the hospital has said they are not accepting any new patients unless it's COVID because they're completely maxed out. This specific hospital, she's a 46-year-old woman, and she basically is walking around, and dude, the hospital's like empty. She goes, where are the reports of this hospital being overwhelmed with COVID patients? She's walking down a whole, whole floor, another floor. Empty. I'm talking empty. Nobody there. Finally, law enforcement shows up, and they basically arrest her for filming the video, charge her with suspicion of a public order offense. Really, that's, that's what they charge her with, suspicion of a public order offense. And the video went viral yesterday. You probably find it online again. I know they've been taking it down on YouTube and stuff immediately. But she goes, where, where are the COVID patients? 
Where are all the nurses? Where's the overwhelming rate that we can't keep up with anything because the hospital is so maxed out the capacity? Just walk around the hospital. Hardly anybody there. Where is the line where people are going to say enough is enough? And I think that's what I was talking about with Dad earlier. Why it's gotten frustrating for me, and I know a lot of our listeners have had the same. And that's why we have to continue to keep our hope in Jesus and continue to spread the truth in the Word because it's gotten frustrating to see humanity fall this far and have no backbone anymore. To just literally get on their knees and say, whatever you tell me to do, I will do it because you're the master. That's that's what you're saying. That's what a lot of you're saying, but that's what a lot of people are saying. When you wear a mask every day and you shut down your business and you don't even go to church and you don't even allow anybody to come over to your home for Christmas and Thanksgiving, that's what you're saying. That these people own me, they rule me, and I will do whatever they say. So again, how far are we going to continue allow it to go? Now we're starting to see this vaccine ID passport is now already bringing up future underground black markets. I talked about that earlier, and I was reading some articles about it, and they were talking about how the new vaccine ID passports, people are now discussing the aspects of you won't be able to fly, basically not be able to leave the country, not be able to go to movie theaters, not be able to go to different businesses. So now they're talking about building basically black market ID cards, vaccine ID cards you can buy. I mean, is, is that where we've had to reach ourselves now? Well, I guess it is. I mean, I guess I'll have to, I'll have to look into that now and see what it is because you already know I'm not getting a vaccine. Dad's not getting a vaccine. All my friends and family that I know, nobody's getting this vaccine. So, again, I guess that's where we've reached now, Dad. We have to start looking to black market vaccine ID cards in order to function in society now. I, it almost sounds like a joke, but the sad part is I don't think it is. <laughs> well, you know, the, the sad part is that human beings are always trying to adapt, you know, when they don't have to put up with it to start with. Uh, if that makes any sense, yeah. if we had stood, if we had stood our ground as far as not saying yes to this and not wearing masks and not capitulating to the new world order, or the, how should I say? I don't like that term. I really don't. That's what the people like to use: globalist and new world order. It's the cabalist or new world order is what it is. It's the satanic group that runs the planet through the Bilderbergers, through the Council of Three Hundred, through the you know the Council on Foreign Relations, through the United Nations, through the central banks. It's that group. All right, it's the guys who took down Building 7. Let's put it, make it real simple. The guys who took down Building 7 have forced us to wear masks. And the sad part about it is we didn't go fighting. We didn't say, no, I will not. We walked quietly down the hallway and said, okay, whatever. And we kind of shuffled our way into the corner and are sitting and waiting to die. And you're kind of like, what the heck does that even mean? Why would we do that? Well, it's because of conditioning. It's what I talked to you guys yesterday about with groupthink and control and how they control the narrative as far as what they allow you to talk about on Google like you're saying in this video that just just came out of England they're they're censoring it already they're already taking it off they're saying it's fake news she's walking through the hospital with a video camera I'm sure it was her iPhone and videotaping this empty hospital empty rooms no nurses no overwhelming with covid which is all the stuff they've been lying to the people about in England and says look it's not true but yet it's fake news for the media. Because remember, when the Kabbalists, I'm going to start this back in 1900. And back in 1900, when we had this massive exodus of these Russians coming into the United States, a lot of these Russians were really skilled as far as, how should I say, you know, entertainment. And these people started setting up these theaters in these little 
but they call them basically, they were, what they were, they call them booby shows, in which they have little cards that flip that show like a woman undressing, and they started setting up in these carnivals all over the country. Well, these people became super wealthy doing that as far as everybody dropping a diamond or dropping a quarter. It was basically the porn of that year, that, that era. And they started realizing they could control massive amounts of what people thought by doing that. This is what created the Roaring Twenties and the decadence that ensued with the Roaring Twenties. It's the same thing that happened in Germany. When these same groups came into Germany and they started promoting the cabarets in which they were having actual bestiality on the stage there in Berlin. And all of the stuff they were doing live in front of other people. And they created this massive decadent culture in Germany and in Berlin. And when the Germans people, when they finally had enough in the 20s and in the 30s, you know, they went against that filth and against the pornography. You say, well, they had all the book burning in Germany. The primary books that were burned in Germany in the 30s were pornography. Just thought I'd mention that to you. And really decadent, filthy literature that were being written by the Kabbalists. And they burned it. They took it outside and they put a torch to it. They said, no more. We don't want this stuff in the hearts and in the minds and in the subconscious of the German people. We don't want this filth. This is why they introduced modern art to us. This weird stuff where you've got all these things welded together or these pictures which make no sense with just blotches of ink on the paintings. And they said, oh, look how beautiful this is. And you go, it looks like some two-year-old threw a bunch of paint on the wall and you're telling me this painting's worth $10 million. Oh, yes, it's very, 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 very sought after. It's a, lecture, you know, it's, it's a collector's piece. But it's $10 million, and if somebody threw some mud on a doggone screen, oh, no, 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 that's not what it is. Don't you see what they've tried to do here? No, I don't. Well, no, no, no. You go to every major city now, all over the world, and you have all of these weird pieces of art that don't mean anything. They're just junk is what they are. People well junk together. And they think, oh, how beautiful this is. No, it's not. It's the destruction of the psyche of the American people and the people in the planet all over the world as to what beauty really is. I'm going to be honest with you guys because this is the Kabbalist inversion to take what is beautiful and make it ugly, to take what is ugly and make it beautiful, to take what is holy and make it filthy, to make to take what is filthy, let's talk about Jeffrey Epstein, and make it holy and have thousands and thousands of politicians get involved in pedophilia and in the raping of young girls. And say, it's okay because everybody's doing it. Go ahead. You'll enjoy this. Why we videotape you and then we'll control you for the rest of your life. It just happened, guys. We're all pretending like it didn't happen. It just happened here in the United States and globally with Jeffrey Epstein, who was Mossad. And Ghislaine Maxwell, who is Mossad. That's Israeli you know, secret service is what it is. They were set up to create enough people to control our government and our Congress through Israel. Nobody wants to talk about this, but that's exactly what they did. And like I just mentioned earlier in the beginning of the show, when Pollard brought back to Israel after giving all of these secrets, Israel 30 years ago, spending 30 years in prison here in the United States, he received a hero's welcome accompanied by Benjamin Netanyahu. I mean, why couldn't they have just let him slip back in quietly? And not make a big brouhaha, not give him a big hero's welcome. You know, the guy was in prison for basically betraying the United States and for conducting, how should I say, espionage against the United States of America. But Israel is in your face about welcoming him as a hero. But yet the Christians won't see it. They refuse to.
Now, some good news is going on right now. There's actually a bill now that's actually gaining partisan support in Congress. We'll see if the Kabbalists stop it, the 60 dual Kabbalists that want to continue to run the country through their sick, weirdo stuff. They're trying to ban now biological men from women's sports, and it's gaining partisan support in Congress. This is from this is Representative Tulsi Gabbard from the Democrat of Hawaii introduced legislation to ban biological males from participating in women's sports. The legislation aims to provide that for purposes of determining compliance with Title IX of the Education Amendments of 1972, this Kabbalist Educational Amendment, in athletics, sex shall be determined on the basis of biological sex determined at birth by a physician. Wait a minute. That doesn't make any sense. That should be what should always be, right? Now we're having to define that? In a point joint press release with Mullen, Gabbard explained that Title X, Title IX led to a generational shift that impacted countless women, creating life-changing opportunities for girls and women that never existed before. However, Title IX is being weakened by some states who are misinterpreting Title IX, creating uncertainty, undue hardship, and lost opportunities for female athletes, continued the congresswoman from Hawaii. Our legislation protects Title IX's original intent, which was based on the general biological distinction between men and women athletes based on sex. I mean, think about this for one second, guys. Think about how messed up this whole thing is that we're having to do this. That we no longer now know if a guy's a guy and a girl's a girl. Now think about that. If that's not directly the Kabbalist hermaphroditic agenda. We have to now pass legislation, which I personally don't believe they're going to get passed through a Kabbalist-controlled Congress and Senate, that's going to stop discrimination and not allow men to compete as women. Men have different bone structure. They have different bone density. They have different tendon strength. They have different ligament strength. They have more fast-twitch muscle fiber than women do, period. It's just the way it is. So when you get a man who decides he wants to be a woman and wants to compete against women, it's not fair. It's like that movie. I guess I watched it the other night, Soldier with Kurt Russell. It's a, it's a, it was a kind of a he was kind of a flop at the box office. I always thought it was a pretty good movie in which they took these soldiers and they genetically enhanced them. And Kurt Russell was one of the old soldiers that had not been genetically enhanced. And finally, he runs like he's supposed to run, and the new soldier beats him, the genetically enhanced soldier. And finally, he says, "What happens if they were to fight? If we send them up the chains?" So they sent them up the chains, and they said, "Not fair." You have to take three of your old soldiers to compete against the new genetically enhanced soldier. Not fair. Not fair to do this. This is exactly what happens in sports now. When you have a man who decides he wants to be a woman, he starts breaking all the records for women and starts winning national championships as a woman and he's a man, it's not fair. But see, they don't care about that, do they? They don't care about whether it's fair or not or right or not because it's inversion. And everything they do is about inversion. Christian pastors have to become satanic and promote a Kabbalist agenda. It's inversion. They get on TV and say they're Christians, but they also say they're rabbis. And they hold up that Vulcan hand sign, which is straight out of the Kabbalah and the Zohar. And they say, and they start promoting numerology in churches, which is right out of the Zohar, right out of the witchcraft that they do. And so now the Christian pastor who was supposed to be a man of God becomes a man of Satan, even unknowingly. And he starts promoting the satanic Kabbalist agenda, unknowingly. And he won't tell the truth. I had a pastor years ago. I used to speak at his church all the time. I did. And he's a well-known pastor. And suddenly one day I got under the anointing under a sermon that I was doing. 
And I started talking about the homosexual agenda in the churches. And he's having a conniption fit, waving at me, trying to flag me down from the front row because he's giving me a microphone. I was telling the truth. Can't tell that truth out of that church. Can't do that. Can't talk about the gay agenda. Can't talk about the fact that they need to repent. And that the Bible's very clear about the homosexual will not, the effeminate will not inherit the kingdom of God. Can't say that in a church because a lot of guys now who are gay go to the church. They receive full acceptance from the Christian pastor and he endorses their lifestyle by doing so. And Jeff, you know, with the other, with the other one, Joel Olstein endorsed all that. And you think, why is that happening? Well, it's because of the inversion. It's because of the Kabbalist infiltration into the Christian churches and Christian communities. We stopped standing on the Word of God. We started standing on what they wanted us to do because they could give us more money. How many churches now have been paid off through the George Soros Foundation, and now they're having to promote the agenda from George Soros because he gave them millions of dollars to pay off a facility? Guys, it's happening everywhere because they want to promote this. That's why I said earlier when I was basically preaching at the beginning of the show, we have this Kabbalist agenda, this Zionist agenda that is being pushed through Christian TV. Almost every single Christian TV show is basically compromised. Now, I'm, t- I'm talking 99%. And that's why one of the major networks has pulled all the old-time preachers off that do old-time preaching and talk about the truth. They've been, they've been yoked off to shows. They no longer have their shows played on this network. And if I told you they've been a network, you would know who it is. And now you find out that the founder of that network had bought a whole bunch of these AMFM stations, basically when nobody wanted them, and these frequencies, and now he's selling it for 5G for huge amounts of money. I covered all this on the show a few months ago. And so it's all the same agenda being promoted, and they're using the churches and the pastors against us. And here's the sad part. The Bible tells us in Hebrews 10.25, not to forsake the assembling of yourselves together, as some of you are in the habit of doing as this end-time approaches. And this is what they've done. They've basically taken the patriots who are Christians like me and Austin and Sharon and Lana and a whole bunch of you guys listening, and now we're like in a quandary because we know the pastor that we've been listening to for years is compromised. We know the music in the church is compromised. We know that the scripture that's being taught not that the scripture is compromised, it's being twisted in a way that it's not originally written in order to facilitate the New World Order agenda. And we're sitting back and we're looking at it and we're going, why doesn't the pastor talk about masks? Why doesn't the pastor talk about COVID? It's easy enough to do the research. Why doesn't the pastor talk about gain of function on the COVID? And why doesn't the pastor talk about aborted fetal cells in the vaccine? Oh, well, the Catholic Church just said the other day that it was okay. You know, they came out with a stand that it was okay to take the vaccine with aborted human fetal cells in it, with dead babies in it. And you're like, what the heck? Yeah. And so here we find ourselves trying to find a place to go to church. That's why so many of you have said to me, and I'll be honest with you, it humbles me when you say this to me. It really does. It it means the world to me because I really feel this is my calling in life is to bring honor and glory to God and to promote Jesus Christ. And you say to me, you know, you're the best preacher we've ever heard. Guys, that's not me. That's the infilling of the Holy Spirit speaking through me. I take no, I take no, I take no, uh, I take no responsibility of that. That's God speaking through me. And I thank you for the Holy Spirit for allowing Him to do that. I thank the Holy Spirit for allowing that to be done through me. And so many of you say, well, this is like our church service now. And that really wasn't my intent when we started the show, but the Holy Spirit has led me in that direction. That's why I told Austin before the show today. I said, the most important thing that we can do on the Ted and Austin Brower Show 
is to give hope and to give meaning and to give purpose and give direction and guidance to all of you guys. That's why you're family to me. That's why I pray for you every day. Because it means the world to me when you say stuff like that to me. Because I know it's just God leading me to do what he wants me to do in my life. Because I've told you before, right now I feel like I'm smack dab in the middle of what God wants me to do. You know, and that's why I was hesitant the whole time about going to D.C. Because I can't allow that to interfere. I can't allow partisan part of politics to interfere. And I don't want to be on an airplane in an ice. I really don't want to do that at all. Because that's not safe. Not that God, not that I have a spirit of fear, but I have a spirit of power and a love and a sound mind. And, you know, admit, let me say something to you real quick. When you're a child, you know, you can make stupid mistakes. You can't, because your parents are buffering everything for you. And, you know, and, and, and young kids have a tendency to make stupid mistakes over and over and over again, expecting different results, because they don't understand how it really works. But time you're 18 years old, the government, the state, and everybody else says, okay, it's time, you must stop making stupid mistakes. And then we've got to realize that everything that we do, every place that we go, every person we talk to, it all has ramifications and, and blowback. And so if we don't try to bring honor and glory to God in everything we do think and say, then we have other things that happen in our lives inadvertently. And people start thinking, well, he's compromised or she's compromised or they're compromised or their kids are compromised or whatever. That's why it's so important, like Austin said at the beginning of the show, homeschool your children if you can. Put them in a Christian school if you can teach them Bible studies at home if you can I told Austin this morning he's got a friend who's not saved and I said look I said that your friend has a child they're not taking that child to church that child's not finding out anything about Jesus I said if you're going to hang out with people and I say this to myself too because I try to do this it's got to be about Christ if they're not saved and you're not talking to them about Jesus and you're not leading by example, then why are we here? If we can't give hope and direction in the future to people who basically need to know who Jesus is, why are we even being associated with them? And that's that's something that I've learned over the years. I, when I first got saved, you know, I started preaching to all my friends. Well, of course, all my friends decided I was nuts because I'd become a Christian zealot, I guess, so to speak. And one of them called me a Jesus freak, which I quickly said that was absolutely true. If you want to call me that, that would be better than saying I'm not supporting Christ. And I learned very quickly that, you know, you separate yourself from the masses of the world when you start talking about Jesus all the time. Why? Because if a person doesn't have a real relationship with Christ through God, to them it sounds strange or it sounds too weird. Now, that doesn't mean we're supposed to be a bunch of weirdos running around acting like a bunch of weirdos, right? To be redundant in my use of terms. But the reality is, is that we still have to be consistent in talking about Christ. And if we've got friends out there that we're talking to and that are friends of ours and we're not talking about Jesus and talking about God and letting them see the Holy Spirit reflect through us and allowing us ourselves to be an example for them of what a Christian is supposed to be, then why are we even here if we have no hope in Christ? And if we do have hope in Christ, why are we not promoting that? If you're, if you have a friend and you're in a hotel with them and they're in a different room and the hotel's on fire and they're sleeping and they didn't wake up and you're knocking on the door and they're not getting out of bed and they're about to get burned up, you know, it's about time to break the door down and drag your friend out and get them downstairs to get them outside. Teaching them about Christ is just that important. If you know they're fixing to go to hell on a grease track, if something happens to them, and you don't talk to them about Jesus. I remember years ago, I was working out in the gym. I was supersetting dips and flies. Had him having a great chest workout. This is, this is 30 years ago. And I'll never forget, 
I was right in the middle of the set. And I mean, I'm working out hard. I mean, I'm in my 30s. I mean, I'm, I'm clicking along. And also the Holy Spirit says, you need to go speak to so-and-so. That was the leading to go talk to this guy who I really didn't know that well about Jesus. And I'm like, really? Right now in the middle of my set? I said, okay, no problem. So I got up, quit, stopped working out, walked over and started talking to this guy about Christ, about Jesus. Well, little did I know, two weeks later, he's going to die in an automobile accident. That's the urgency we have to have to talk to people about Christ and to make people realize that nobody's promised tomorrow. And we need to have that type of urgency when it comes to Jesus because he is the author. He is the finisher. He is the perfecter of our faith. In him, we have hope and glory. And we have to always understand that. You guys are awesome. Have a great New Year's Eve. Stay as righteous as you can on New Year's Eve. Don't go out and drive around with a bunch of drunks on the road. That's really important. I love you guys. I appreciate you. Austin, finish it up, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Yes, absolutely. It's funny. I had that discussion with Lana the other day because we were talking about what we were going to do, and we'll probably stay here with the kids or go do something at the house because, you know, the thing about it is, you know, we have a couple friends that are literally right down the road. When I was younger, you know, I never really seemed to care, but the older I get now, the less I want to risk driving around, especially with a bunch of the drunks and goons and police checkpoints and all the stupid stuff they have on New Year's Day, especially after midnight. It just doesn't really make a whole lot of sense sense when it comes to a cost-benefit analysis. So again, thank you for the support. Be safe out there tonight. If you guys need anything or if you want anything from Health Masters, be sure to give us a call or check out the website, healthmasters.com. We have the New Year's Eve coupon that basically is already activated. I haven't even put it out on an email yet. I'll be sending that out later on today. But essentially, um, it's, it's active and ready to go here on the website at healthmasters.com, and the coupon code is New Year. N-E-W-Y-E-A-R. Can't make it any easier than that. No spaces, no numbers, nothing. Just New Year, and that'll get you 5% off store-wide on all regular-priced items on the website at healthmasters.com. So be sure if you want to stock up on anything, be sure to take advantage of that at the website at healthmasters.com. And the product of the week is on super sale right now for I think over 10% off. That's the B-Complex. Really, really important product. Really, really good for the brain. Really, really good for the adrenals and for the heart. B vitamins are essential. A lot of people don't realize, but B vitamins are water-soluble, meaning they elevate in the system quickly, but they also leave the system quickly. That's why you got to take them every single day. And of course, we all have the we have the regular products that you can use the coupon on as well, the New Year coupon, including the vitamin D, the vitamin C, the zinc. As I told you guys yesterday, there was that news article from Dr. Peter Osborne, one of the first people I've ever seen on mainstream media, well, was local mainstream media, Fox 26 Houston, and he went into detail about the need of vitamin D and vitamin C and zinc with quercetin in the body, especially with viruses going on. And it goes for anything. You know, COVID's gotten the cake for getting people's attention when it comes to their health in most cases. But, you know, it can also be the flu or it can be just a regular virus that's running around. It's so important we keep our immune system strong and stay off a lot of the junk food. You know, if you've got to eat something, you really want to have a treat or something, if you got to get organic ice cream or get something from GreenWise like we have down here, that's one thing. But the one thing that I learned the best, and me and Lana have learned this a long time ago, if you don't want to eat it, or if you're trying to get back in shape, if you're trying to shed some weight off, if you're trying to get your immune system strong, just don't buy it. Don't bring it in the house. That's the easiest thing. You know, brownies and cookies and Twinkies don't just appear. 
Very few people that I've ever met have them on, you know, auto ship from the Twinkie factory. You don't just get a box of Twinkies every month for free that you happen to have on auto ship for free every month. <laughs> don't usually work like that. You have to make a conscious effort to put it in your cart at the grocery store, put it on the belt at Publix, take it to basically the register, check out and pay for it. If you don't want to eat it and you know it's not going to be conducive for your health or you know you have a problem with it, don't buy it. If you don't have it in the house, it's much, much easier not to eat it because you don't see it as much. So that's just my take on that. But again, thank you for the support. Be safe if you guys are shooting off any fireworks or blowing anything up legally tonight. I know a lot of people like to use Tannerite around here and other fun toys on New Year's Eve, which is always a blast. But be safe while doing it. Use wisdom, especially if you're using mortars and fireworks and stuff like that. A lot of times people get careless with them. Those are very, very large explosives in some cases. So be aware of that as well. And again, please continue to speak the truth. Get the information out there. Try to wake people up the best you can. Because, I mean, this... This, it's, it's all or nothing right now. We have to make a stand. If you've got businesses or friends that you know are trying to stay open, help support them. Help do the best you can to make sure people are staying open right now and their businesses are opening back up. This whole charade that we've been exposed to all year long, it's just that. It's a charade, and it's over with. As I told you guys before, Florida pretty much decided not to participate in COVID. At least I did. <laughs> A lot of other people did. A large percentage of the state has still. We're open for business everywhere. So, again, thank you for the support. Have a blessed New Year. I'll talk to you guys next year on this show, as always. Have a blessed, safe night. 